Hello, leaders, and welcome to Connections, the podcast. I'm your host, Jennifer Iverson, and today my co-hosts, Sherry Crandall and Kelly Jordan, join me as we talk about our end of the year fun episode. And if you've been with us for a couple of years, you know we always do this as our final episode of the calendar year. So sit back, enjoy, we're going to have some fun. Well, today we have with us Kelly and Sherry, and we are just going to have a blast today. We are talking about our favorite things. This is our final episode in the year 2022, um, and it is episode 99, which I am excited about because it means our next episode is our 100th episode. And um, that is going to be like a celebration all around. Today, though, we're going to talk about some of our favorites from 2022. Um, I don't know that I'm really ready to say 2023 yet. Anybody? Anybody ready for that? (laughs) Not me. No, not yet. Um, (laughs) So we have a couple of different categories, ladies. Are you ready to jump into this? Are you excited? I am. I love this one because we just talk about the things that we really like and we learn something new that we can go out and try. And so I really like this one a lot. I have a lot of favorites. I think I've realized as I've gotten older that I say the word favorite a lot. That's (laughs) my favorite. And then my husband's like, I thought that was your favorite. Well, it is, but this is also my favorite. So when we said we'd talk about favorites, I'm I'm like ready. I'm ready to talk about favorites. It's like, this is my best friend, and I have 12 of them. Yes. (laughs) Everything is my favorite. It's amazing. And I think every year we have done sort of a a different take on this. And I know that in past years, like you said, Kelly, I've learned something um, that I've then taken into the next year. So I love it. This year, we have some simple categories. Um, And so let's let's just jump in and get started. Um, We are at a time of year, I think, where there is a heavy focus on food. Okay, I'll be honest. I have a heavy focus on food all year (laughs) round because I love food. I love the way it brings us all together. I love, I would say I love trying new things, but that wouldn't necessarily be true. I like trying other people's favorite things, not necessarily new food. So I'd love to start off simple and say... Do you have a favorite recipe or a favorite dish that is like just your go-to? Like we always make this or this is my favorite, even if you have 12 favorites. What is one of your favorite recipes to do? Sherry, how about you? Well, I was thinking about that. And this time of year, you know, we we lean heavily on like traditional foods. So um you're always making like whatever your family likes to eat during the year. And now that my kids are young adults, they come home and I have to plan meals, which I used to do all the time. But now I'm like, what? I have to plan meals for all you people. And they want to eat like three times a day. Right. So I would say two things that I make a lot when my kids come home. One is just a breakfast egg casserole that I made at Mops for 5,000 years. That seemed like And um, it's super simple. It's just like a few ingredients and you just toss it all together. But it has Rotel tomatoes in it and diced um, like green peppers and just cheese and eggs. And it's super easy. And I put that in the oven and you just bake it and it looks so pretty and it feeds everyone and it's easy to do um, in the morning. So I do that. And then my other favorite, which sounds strange, but is fish tacos. Ah, yes. Because it's non-traditional and I have this salsa that I make with it that's corn and radish salsa. And oh my gosh, it's so yummy. That and it sounds good. Great. It's so good. Yeah, I, I think I things it. like fish tacos are great too when you're feeding a crowd because you can put, you know, more of what you like and less of what you don't. And yeah. Yeah. Now this is not this was not one of Jennifer's questions. So Jen, I'm already just running us off the rails. What do you eat on Christmas Day? Do you have a traditional Christmas Day meal that you eat? What is it? Yes, we grill steaks, and I don't even really? like steak. 
I'm not a big red meat fan, but well, my rest Christmas. Of, the rest of my family are carnivores. They love red meat. So we get steaks and we grill them on Christmas Day. And that's kind of become a tradition. The older the kids got before that, it was spaghetti because everyone would eat it. On Christmas Day? On yeah. Christmas Day. Yeah. I love how simple that is. Like that does not require massive preparation. I know. Why didn't I think of that when my well, kids were little? Because I make homemade spaghetti sauce. So it was a homemade sauce. And it was one of the things my oldest son has life-threatening allergies. So he couldn't eat a lot of things. And when we would go to someone else's house, he couldn't eat the rolls. He couldn't eat the potatoes. Like everything has dairy in it. And so I just started making spaghetti sauce to take with us so he'd have food. And then as they got a little bit older, we decided we would stay home Christmas Day. And it was just easier to make spaghetti because everyone would like it. Yeah. Okay, there you go. Sherry Crandall telling us to break all the holiday rules, fix whatever you want on Christmas Day. Yeah. And uh, and Sherry, I think our leaders definitely need your recipe for your breakfast egg casserole. So we'll we'll make sure that in our show notes we link we link to that because that is one that I think I would even serve that for dinner. I feel like it would be a fast, easy dinner one night. It is, and it makes a great brunch. And then I just use Rhodes cinnamon rolls, you know, that you set out the night before. Have that, we have that every year for Christmas breakfast. I love it. I love it. Super well, simple. that's awesome. All right, Kelly, how about you? Do you have a favorite recipe or dish? I really do love to cook. And so I had a hard time narrowing it down. But there is one particular salad that I really like. And so this is an easy one, but it is so tasty. And it is an apple, pecan, cranberry holiday salad. I don't even know what it's called, but it has lettuce, of course, like a spring mix. And it has um, chopped up apples, candied pecans, dried cranberries, blue cheese, and then a balsamic um, Dijon kind of dressing. Mm -hmm. And it's just, it's tart and it's fresh and I just love it. I love that. That sounds good. Do you candy your own pecans? I do. Okay. So could you tell people how to do that? Because that's part of the best part of it. Well, no, because I don't have the recipe in front of me. And oh, I don't yeah. remember. Okay. I don't remember stuff. That's remember why you write stuff do down. Just follow the recipe. How about this? We'll also link. Not only to your salad, but also to how to candy pecans. Yeah, I mean, there's a glaze like, and then you stick them in the oven and you just bake them. But I can't remember what else in the glaze. Do you know, Sherry? Do you candy uh, pecans? I feel like it's, it's like it's simple, but I just. Do you do them the with egg whites head. or do you do them with sugar? Sugar. I do mine with sugar and a little cinnamon. Yes, mm -hmm. I do include cinnamon. But it's just yeah. the key of melting down the sugar so that it's not grainy. And then coat them and, in, the and bake them. But I'm sure Kel has like. I was, there's one other thing in it. Is a butter? I just can't remember. Um, there's one other thing in it. Besides sugar and cinnamon. I put something else in it. But then you heat it up. You cover, coat it. And then you bake it. I just can't remember how long you bake it. Don't over bake it. Yes. Uh, I, that is what I. Because burnt pecans smell of. bad. And they're yeah. bitter. It makes everything bitter. Yeah. Also, yeah, those are not, you it, cannot rescue a burned nut. It just needs to go in the trash and you right. need to start again. And you have to make like twice as many as you actually need in the salad yes. because you will eat them as you prepare it. Friend, yes, that's what I was just going <laughs> to yeah. say. Like you need to double whatever because I eat them by like the handfuls. And then my daughter, especially, is like, are we going to have any left for the salad? I'm like, no. But also, I can I just say this might be super unpopular. I hate blue cheese. Blue cheese. You can hate. I know you, you either can hate it or you love it. So do I would like do feta? their salad. Sounds amazing. Minus the blue cheese. Do you like feta, Sherry? Yes. So you can sub. I substitute feta for things for people because my family loves blue cheese, but we, you know, we always have people over occasionally that don't. So I'll substitute feta. With cranberry, though, I would substitute goat cheese. Yes. Oh, yeah. yeah. If you like goat cheese. I love blue cheese. So 
My husband doesn't like blue cheese or goat cheese, so he just doesn't eat the salad. That's what it comes down to. I love to, when you said your favorite was a salad, it made me think of one of our favorites in our family that we call salad, but it is not. It is really dessert, but for whatever reason, we call it pistachio salad. Some people call it Watergate salad, and it's just like pistachio pudding, the dried pudding mix, and crushed pineapple marshmallows and cool whip there is absolutely nothing healthy about this whatsoever Um, and it is like when you take a bite of it it hits that little nerve at the back of your teeth that just goes ballistic when it's super 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 sweet and uh, I just always laugh I keep adding more cool whip to it thinking that I can cut down the sweetness and it, it doesn't, it doesn't. So right. when you said okay. you make a salad, that's what I thought of. And I yeah, was like, but oh wait, no, that's not a salad. The candied pecans take away any health benefit really of, of the salad. The salad. <laughs> but okay. So candied pecans, sugar, cinnamon, a pinch of salt. Oh yeah. yeah. And a tablespoon of water, melt it down, put it in the, on a baking sheet and bake it. Well, I do think we still have to, we have to link to all of yes. these because even if you just want to try something fun, these are fun. Yeah. Um, one of my favorite recipes, and we do this, it's become a holiday tradition in the sense that um, we make it for Thanksgiving, we make it for Christmas, we make it for Easter. Um, and occasionally if we serve ham, which I don't know why I don't serve ham more often because we all love it, but um, we serve it alongside. And that is this sweet potato souffle. Mm -hmm. And you whip these sweet potatoes for a really long time. So they're like already cooked sweet potatoes, really super light and fluffy. And you add butter and salt and a little bit of sugar to it. And then you top it with, this mixture that is butter, brown sugar, and self-rising flour, and chopped pecans. And the self-rising flour makes it like poof up on top. So it makes like this whole little candied crust. Again, not particularly healthy. You could take an amazing sweet potato and make it completely unhealthy. I feel like this is my superpower, is taking completely healthy foods and making them unhealthy um i don't know that it's a good superpower maybe it's a villainous superpower (laughs) that actually sounds so good i love sweet potatoes i do i do not (gasps) oh see now here we have a perfect example of every family gathering Uh and why you almost need a buffet at every family gathering because there are three of us and we have each mentioned something that the other person does not like. Yeah. Right. It's just crazy. Okay. Kelly, to finish off your question about food, do you have a traditional Christmas meal? Well, the last several years we've done a ham and I'm not ashamed to say that we buy ourselves like a honey baked ham, something already done because we usually have a lot of people. And so for me on Christmas, it's just easier. And so that's, that's usually what we do now. Before that, we always did a brisket. And just last night, my husband said, let's do a brisket this year instead for Christmas because we haven't had one in a while. So brisket is what I consider our traditional. We've just broken from the traditional and gone with ham the last few years. Just because it's easier. One one Christmas, though, I can't remember why we did it this way. It may have been we didn't have all of our kids around. We did soup. It was very non-traditional. But we had like three kinds of soup that I fixed ahead of time. And it was it was so easy. But it was such a nice, relaxing day. I think we get caught up in this idea of you have to get out all of the really fancy dishes. And you have to make all of the things that you don't have time to make all year long. So let's do them all on the same day right? while you're trying to entertain your children and host 20 family members who don't yeah. like the same thing. Let's do that. Cause that's not, that's not stressful at all. I know. Let's do that. Which is why we should just serve spaghetti. Exactly. 
There is something to that. There is one thing, though, that I have to make every year or my whole family would revolt, and that is our homemade stritzel bread. And it's a tradition. Hard word again, Kelly. Tradition (laughs) in our family. Um, My grandma passed away when she was 94, and she had never had a Christmas without stritzel. So it's been in my family for over 100 years, and she taught me how to make it. And now my sisters know how to make it and I'm teaching my kids how to make it. And it's so good. It's just this traditional like German sweet bread and it takes an entire day to make. But the whole process I I use, like even when you put it, we call them tea towels over the uh, dough as it's rising. It's my grandma's tea towel. So we just love 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 that and the house smells so good and so Christmas to me is like getting that bread baked and then everything whatever else we decide but I don't think I would want Christmas without stritzel but I could do whatever else yeah Mm -hmm. I think we all have certain things that um you know it's just it doesn't feel like whatever holiday it is if this particular thing doesn't happen and that's actually the question that I ask my kids And sometimes I even ask if we have other guests coming, I will say what, particularly for something like Thanksgiving, what, if, if this is missing, what will make it, you know, feel like Thanksgiving, you know, or not feel like Thanksgiving? What do you have Mm -hmm. to have to make it feel like Thanksgiving? So that backfired me this year a little bit. My 17-year-old son tried to tell me uh, it wouldn't feel like Thanksgiving without sushi. We have never done sushi on Thanksgiving. He just <laughs> wanted sushi. I was like, yeah, no, that one's not flying. But but it's been Good fun try. because we've got to try some new things when we have guests come. You know, somebody once said, oh, it just won't feel like that meal without baked corn. And so I got to try baked corn a couple of years ago for the first time because it wasn't something we'd ever done. And they brought baked corn to the meal. So I think that's, you got to figure out what's the most important and do that. So whether it's spaghetti or fish tacos. So (laughs) I think that's great. I love it. I love it. All right. While we're talking about Christmas, um, do you have a go-to gift that you give at Christmas? And I ask this because I just sat down and made like the list of gifts. Like we're trying to plan out who's getting what and and so that I can, I can do better at shopping. This year I have not done a great job of shopping ahead. I feel very behind. I don't even wanna count the days until Christmas at the time that we're recording this. But I feel like sometimes I need a go-to gift, whether it be for a friend or a family member or a hostess that I don't have to think of. Um, I think uh, one of Kendra Adachi, she's one of our curriculum speakers this year. One of the things she says is decide once on some things so that you don't have to make the decision over and over again. So I'd love to give our listeners just a couple of ideas for some gifts if you have a go-to gift. Um, And Kelly, let's start with you this time. Do you have something that you give and who do you give it to? Well, I like to give gifts that have like the person's name or their initial on it both of you had gotten a gift for me at some point (laughs) more than once probably that had your initial on it yeah um i don't know why i like that so much i just do and so um i really like to give journals um along with that i like to give my very favorite pen which is absolutely ridiculous it's the monterey ballpoint pen you brands you get it at target and i got my first one from a secret santa a couple of years ago from work and I love it. So I like to give journals and a pen to go with it. My other favorite thing to give is I love my favorite lip gloss and it's called Buxom. Sherry uses it too. And, and um, it makes your lips tingle, you know, so oh, there you go. I love it. <laughs> and so I do like to give that. So Very that's, funny. I like to look for something with your name on it. I'll throw in a pen and maybe some lip gloss. And does the lip gloss have a tint to it? Like, yes. okay. Yes. 
That would they have one that's clear. In picking something out for somebody just in case. But I love that idea. Like here, try a new color. Mm-hmm. My favorite shade is Dolly because then I put it over my lipstick of choice and it sort of takes on the color but just adds this other and I'm not exaggerating that's one of the most popular questions I get asked online is what lip gloss do I wear and I started giving it as gifts because I had some people at work ask me about it because I put it on like right before a meeting or something so I sent them some so they could try it and I started wearing it because of my friend Kelly she sent me a sample. It and makes I your lips tingle. It's amazing. What's not to love about that? It's amazing. <laughs> I love I'd it. be afraid if I went to go talk, like, wait a minute. It doesn't tingle all tingle. the time. It's just when you first put it on. It's so, awesome. I it is it. awesome. It's called Buxom. B-U-X-O-M. I love it. Well, you know I'm going to link it in the show notes, too, because... Okay. We're going to just give you all the resources possible, leaders. <laughs> all right, Sherry, how about you? Okay, so for me, I, again, I never can say favorite, like favorites. I have favorites. Yeah. Um, for family, especially my kids and like my parents, I do experiences. So all of my family loves music. And so we'll do concert tickets. I've been doing gifts for my parents, like to see a Broadway show that comes into town, something like that, that, um, and then I include time with us because, you know, I feel like that's part of the good that's the best part of the gift. Who wouldn't want that? <laughs> Who wouldn't want to hang out with their daughter or their mother, right? So I'm like, okay, so we'll take my parents to dinner and then go to the show with them. And it's sort of become a tradition. And I did something else last year. And my mom was like, oh, I think she was like bummed that we didn't buy tickets. So experiences, because they last, usually the memory you're making during that experience is phenomenal. So I like to do that, you know, instead of trying to get another sweater or something. So, but they're expensive. So that's for like my family thing. I always love to give books because I read nonstop. And so whatever my favorite book is, I like to share that. Or whatever genre they like to read. I like to buy a book in their favorite genre. And then as a hostess gift, I'm a huge fan of buying someone an amaryllis. Oh, very fun. It's the bulb that blooms these ginormous flowers. And if you have little kids in your house, it's the most fun to watch because it can grow overnight. Like the stalk can grow like four inches overnight. And the kids are just like, what? It's almost like magical. And then they bloom these huge blossoms. And so if you grow your own, it's already too late. You had to start them at like Halloween time. But most nurseries or even like the grocery store carries them. And even if it didn't bloom till January or February, it's so much fun. So that's a wonderful hostess gift to bring. That's very fun. I have killed several of them. I will say, I again, it's a talent, but I have given those as hostess gifts because I love the idea of them. I just did you give yet. them before you killed it or <laughs> after? <laughs> yes, before. That's I a different kind of hostess gift. That's a different kind of hostess gift. It is true. My favorite gift to give to people, um, and I do this whether it's a hostess gift, sometimes it's a friend gift. We've done it family too. I love giving different kinds of spices. So whether it's like we have this one um, like veggie blend um, that you just put on veggies and roast your veggies and it tastes delicious. Um, I have another one that we use for like barbecue for meats. Um, My favorite is just this blend of garlic, salt, and pepper. We call it GSP, and I'll just put it in a cute little container and give you GSP. And I swear that that's all you ever need on your food is a little bit of that. Um, But sometimes I also like to give fun salt and pepper shakers. Like, they're just, I like things that make you laugh. And um, here's my little secret. Cracker Barrel has the best. Salt and pepper shaker, funny little sets, whether it's like two gnomes or um, 
cuter. I got this one set that it was like two halves of a lemon and each half was one of the salt and pepper shakers and it sat on a leaf. And so you just move little leaf around and I know just the cutest little things. Are and you writing that down, Sherry? I am. Are you writing that down? I'm taking notes. Yeah, I know. I see that. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, okay. You gotta, there's just something warm and comforting about a meal at Cracker Barrel. And if you've traveled anywhere in the South, um, you've ended up at a Cracker Barrel most likely. And they've got the, just the cutest little store that you wander around while you wait for 45 minutes for a table. <laughs> and I, but I have gone there just to shop at the store and then leave without even eating a meal sometimes. So, but that is, I, my kids got me uh, flamingos this year, a little two flamingos that sit next to each other for salt and pepper shakers. I will, I will admit they're a little hard to fill with salt and pepper, but I do have some, I got gnomes mm -hmm. and you can fill them, but boy, it comes out fast. The yeah. holes in those little gnomes heads are big. <laughs> you got to prepare yourself. You gotta, you gotta pour it in your hand and exactly. then sprinkle it on your food. Otherwise, you know, your corn's going to be super salty. So <laughs> I love it. Fun ideas, you guys. This is awesome. Those are fun. Well, and I hope our leaders maybe pulled one or two if they had a Christmas list and they were trying to think of one last gift. Maybe we gave you an idea in there. Sherry, you mentioned the idea of giving a favorite book. Um, do you have a favorite book from this year or um, that you've read that you'd love to recommend to our leaders? Yes, I um, we have been doing this book together as a team and I love the book Soundtracks. Um, mm -hmm. I've been recommending it to everyone by John Acuff because I think we all struggle with these negative soundtracks that we tell ourselves, or perhaps maybe someone told us and we believed it about ourselves. And this book has just been so transformative in my life. I've had all my kids read it. We've had really good discussions. I've had a couple friends read it. As I said, we're reading it as a team. I think we've had really beautiful conversations as a team. Gives you insight into you know, when you're sharing your soundtrack that's negative with someone, that's pretty deep conversation. And so I just have loved it. And I love the humor in it. I love the like kind of in your face part of it of like challenging yourself to because once you recognize what the soundtrack is, then you better do something about it to create a new one. And so I have loved that. And then I always read every year. This is not um a Christian book per se, but I am so in love with this book and it's called Gifts from the Sea and it was written by Anne Merle Lindbergh and from the famous pilot and she went away. This is such a crazy thing to me. I think it was written like in the late 1950s and I swear to you, she could just be sitting here today talking about it like it's had its 50 year anniversary and it's been translated into lots of languages and I started reading it every year because it's about her going away by herself and just looking at these seashells and what these seashells meant to her and talking about being a mom and sometimes being overwhelmed and I just find like the solidarity in reading her words but also just motivation that Sometimes I think we make life harder than it needs to be. And so this gifts from the sea is just really simple. And for me as a Christian, I look at it as God's beautiful gifts that he surrounds us with all the time. Um, and paying attention to those details is really inspiring in my life. So I love that book. I love it. And I love you said you read it every year. Is there a time of year that you read it? I read or it just sometime? Day. I love that. I love that. I love the the rhythm of that. And um, I love John Acuff. Like you said, he just has a great way of giving us hard truths with humor. Um, I think it's just easier to to hear like that. And I I mean, I've said it many times on the, even on this podcast. You all know I'm a John Acuff fan. Um, so I do. That is an excellent book. 
Mine, along the same lines, uh, one of my books that I've just started reading is Annie F. Downs' Chase the Fun. And it is 100 days. It's just a tiny little reading every day um, about how do we look for more fun. I am very much a make a to-do list, get it done. I was raised through this idea that um, you work first and then you have fun, um, except, okay, let's be realistic here. Not only as an adult, but as a mom and a leader, our work is never done. So we never get to the fun. Like if nothing else, there's always laundry, right? And dishes. <laughs> so this idea of looking for more fun is something I've been uh, digging into. And I thought it's this small book. Each day is just a small portion, like almost like our daily bread size portions. I was like, oh, this will be an easy read. No, no, no. Each day asks you a really challenging question about some of what we believe, some of how we act, some of what we've ignored. Um, so it's a, I'm enjoying this and I am not going to get through it in 100 days. I'm just going to make that ad, uh, admittance right now. But um, I think it's a, a good book. And this year I did not read very many nonfiction books. Normally, I am a, I will read a book a month. I just absorb it. I love it. But there were a lot of things this year that just made reading sort of that nonfiction level of books challenging. So I read a lot of Grisham this year, and I love it. I probably read five or six Grisham books just back mm -hmm. to back to back this year. And um I keep trying to say I'm going to try a different, you know, fiction author. I keep coming back to him. I don't know. I just love that combo of the, like, lawyers and uh, be the hero at the end of the day. Although I have decided that almost every Grisham book is really good up until the very last chapter. The story wraps up in, like, a hallmark, neat, tie a bow on it. And then in the last chapter, it all falls apart. And you just go, what? No! <laughs> so... But it's fun. So those are those are my favorites. Kelly, how about yours? I'm a Grisham fan, too. Mm -hmm. um, I do have a book that I read every year about this time called Waiting Here for You, An Advent Journey of Hope. It's by Louis Giglio. And it came out, I think it was 2015 is probably when it first came out. And it's not a very big book, but it just um, gives this whole new feel for me, this whole new idea of Christmas. Um, and how do we anticipate it? How do we get ready for it? Um, and so I love that book. Uh, I've, the book I'm reading right now, um, is called God has a name and it's by John Mark Comer. And I don't know that it's new. I just now found it, but I don't, I don't know that it's new. Um, but it basically talks about, um, what God says about himself. It looks at Exodus 34 and talks about, you know, how does God describe himself? Because often we describe God in a certain way that may or may not be accurate. Mm -hmm. um, and so this describes God in the way that God describes himself. And so um, I have really liked it. I'm not done with it yet, but um, I've really liked it. God has a name by John Mark Comer. Very I have good. read that Kelly, Kelly, and I think that it's, one of my favorite, like if I just knew you by Kelly or knew you by Jen, then I don't really know you. So if you just say God, but listening to how he describes himself, like you said, I think sometimes we have a false notion of God should be this to me or mm -hmm. God is this to me. And so you're frightened of God. And so when I read that book, I think it just, it just really helped me go, oh, this is truly who he says he is. Like, it'd be fun to say, Kelly, who are you? And then you describe yourself. I just thought it was phenomenal. So I would also give that a big thumbs up as well. I love it. Okay, that is 
a pretty exhaustive list with a wide variety of ideas. I'm pretty sure our leaders could find a book in that to put on their to-be-read list for the coming year. Um, I want to jump now to some of the content that we here at MOPS International have produced. So every year we put out our curriculum. This year our We Go Together theme has some amazing videos and some amazing speakers. And I know that some of our leaders use that curriculum in their groups um, and some of them don't. And that's one of the beauties that I love about MOPS is that you get to tailor it to your, your group. Um, but I would love as our leaders start to look at their next semester, I would love for us to share some of our favorites from this We Go Together year curriculum and um, just kind of explain a little bit more about what it is and why you love it. And maybe it'll give our leaders some ideas of ones to maybe try in the spring or um, once the We Go Together year ends, these videos go into our library. So if you've already planned out your year, this might be a video to even bring, um, bring out next year. So Kelly, how about you? How about if you start with- All right, this is favorite? so hard for us. This is so hard for us, isn't it? Because we work so hard towards developing this curriculum and we invest ourselves in it and we get to know and really love the people who present. And so to say, okay, what is your favorite is so hard for me. Yeah. Um, so I'll just pick one. I really like the one called Try Softer with Andy Kolber. And I love it because it just gives you a new, a different perspective and such a kind way to deal with yourself, with your own feelings and your own triggers and your own anxiety or whatever issue you're facing. She just gives you such practical and kind ways to deal with yourself. And I think that we're not always kind to ourselves. No. And so that is why I love this particular one with Andy Kolber. That is I, so good. It's so good. And Kelly and I were there in person when she was uh, being videotaped. And I remember kind of joking with Kelly, like, who just felt like you were at a therapy session like you, but in such this beautiful way, you felt so like you, like you could take a deep breath. Even her own voice, she makes it, um, it's about being kind to yourself. So that was so good. And mm -hmm. As Kelly said, it's just really hard to choose because they're kind of like all your babies and you become friends with these people because they're amazing men and women. And um, I loved Deborah Porter's video and I love Nairoop's video. Um, so those are my two favorite this year, but like I could probably just start to go down the list and then I would defeat tell you. Um, but those stood out to me, and I think I will choose the word to describe them both as wise. I think the what I received from those videos was not just more information for me to process, but like real wisdom to take into my heart mm -hmm. and um, like deep content. And so those two, um, to me, were just sort of very similar and that I felt like I received wisdom from them. And that only comes from the Lord. And I think they both have such a deep and endearing relationship with the Lord. It's very evident when they speak. And so I think that's what you'll gain from it. You'll probably come away with different outtake than I would, but I think we could all agree that it's just very wise. And I received a lot of wisdom from that. I love it. You, you're right. It's hard to pick just one. Like, like we said, we could go down the whole list and do every one. And Nairoop's video is called Don't Be Offended. And Deborah's is called Find Your Brave. And I think they're both so timely for right now. Mm -hmm. um, I am very practical, like I said, in my, in my um, leanings. And I loved Kendra Adachi's video on planning your day because she, like Kelly said, she offered this kind way to break down the things that you need to do in your day and, and even shared how important it is to build those moments of rest into your day 
Um, I, I mean, I like to have a long to-do list and I think I can accomplish about three times the th- amount of things that I can. And she just had such a beautiful way of laying out um, a kind and gentle way to plan your day out so that you are productive, but you also aren't burning yourself out mm-hmm. trying to And you're focused them. on the right things. That's what yeah. I like about her is it's about you free up this time so that you can focus on the right things. Yeah. The other one that I loved, because of course we can't have just one, but the other one that I loved was Allie Worthington's Sisterhood of Motherhood. Um, Because the reality is, as um, this is what I tell my kids, I raised you to be these strong, independent people. And I wish that you weren't so independent. You know, I love that we as humans can do this like, no, I can do it. I can figure out how to fix the sink all by myself, you know. But at the same time, I think we try to take that attitude a little too far. And we forget that we were meant to live in community. And we need other women with us in this mothering journey that it isn't meant to be done by ourselves. So. Love what you just said. I just had this conversation with my husband flying home last night and we have raised very independent people. My oldest son, it landed in Norway this morning on his own. He's meeting up with people there, but he's taking pictures, sending all day of like, here I am downtown Oslo doing that. And he's by himself feeling very confident to do that. And as a mom, you're kind of like, ooh, even though he's an adult, you worry a little bit, like, is everything going to be okay? So there's this, but I would rather have that than someone who is like, can't feel like they can do that on their own. So I think it's a good thing. And then we have our own community to go, please pray for my son as he's traveling around Norway by himself. Um, But we don't want to ever tell them they shouldn't or couldn't be doing those things. So that's the beauty of mops and motherhood and creating these communities that we can do that with. And I love that. Yeah, I do too. I do too. Um, The other thing that we do is our podcast right here. And um, we put out um, two episodes every month, second or first and no second and fourth Thursdays of the month. We put out a new episode. And like I said, this is episode 99. And the next one is episode 100. And we're going to celebrate that. Um, But that means we will have now done 24 episodes in 2022. Mm -hmm. Um, And I I mean, again, I love them all. But if um, you have not listened to every single episode along with us, we would love to share with you some of our favorites from this past year. Um, Kelly, how about you? Let us know what are a couple of your favorite episodes from this year? I really liked episode 89 which is evangelism, shift your perspective. I did that with Melody Lee, who is one of our executive leadership coaches. And we tackled this topic of evangelism that makes people feel certain ways, sometimes good, sometimes bad. And we talked about what it really is and how it's played out in our everyday lives and in our MOPS groups. And so I really enjoyed doing that one. And then I also, we did one, it was, I think, episode 94 that I did with Laurie Jarvis, who is another one of our executive leadership coaches. And it was called It's the Small Things. And we talked about how little things have such a big impact and that you don't have to wait around for your opportunity to do some big thing when the opportunity to do a little thing is right in front of you all the time. So those were probably my two favorites from this year. Uh, both such such good ones and I think um, the thing that I love about both of those episodes is the idea that it is just these little steps these little things and it they can have big impacts and sometimes we do we think we have to do big things and um, you can't do big things without doing the little things that's what I know mm-hmm. <laughs> absolutely True. Sherry how about you what are some of your favorites? And if you don't remember the episodes, I will look them up. 
<laughs> yes, I'm going to trust Jennifer to give you the correct numbers because I don't know that. Um, I think just getting to know Deborah Porter in this last year, she's one of our newer board members and she does a lot for moms in her community and uh, speaking and television shows and things. And again, she's so wise. And when I did the episode with her, she has this system of like running you through these three C's and she talks um, very specific about them. And what I loved is that in the same time, she's like giving you her wisdom as an older mom and she's not old, but her kids are older. Um, but she hasn't forgotten how hard it was to try and be that young mom, right? Mm -hmm. And I just think as we age or as we have older kids and our friends still have younger kids, how important it is that we don't forget. I think yeah. to be a good mentor, we have to remember what it was like for us and share our story, but not, you know, but allow to be a good listener. And I think that's what these three C's do is that it allows you to be a good listener to yourself, uh, but also with other people. So I really love that episode. And then um, we did this series talking about our own leadership journeys. And Kelly interviewed me and Monica Rivera, who uh, works in our global ministry with Latin America, and is also an executive coach. And we just got to share our own leadership journeys. We even shared about like what we were like as little girls, as leaders into like how we met and then our story of developing the global sisterhood together. And um, that day was just so sweet because we got to say it out loud and you know it in your heart, but sometimes just sharing that part of your story just made me again, so appreciative that God thought we should be friends and that he um, is using us together um, to bring him glory just feels like such a huge blessing to me. And so I hope uh, people can listen and really hear that that's our heart, that we're just thrilled that we get to to do this together. So mm -hmm. it was a really fun. And Kelly's such a great interviewer. It was just a really fun episode. Thanks. I think one of the things we did this year, Jen, that we hadn't done before was we did a couple of series. We did the Leadership Journey series, which was interviews with all of the women that work in our leadership experience team. And that was a lot of fun. And what we were hoping is that you would um, see your own story in hours and think about your own story and how God brought you to where you are. And then you did the series just recently that we wrapped up about how MOPS is for all moms. And I thought that was a great series, too. Okay. Because yeah. it it talked about what is MOPS here for? And the answer is we're here for every mom um, so that she can learn more about herself and learn about Jesus. And that's what that series did, I think. So there you go. All wow. right, Jen, what's they your were, favorite? They were really fun. Well, it's interesting because one of my favorite episodes this past year was from that series. And um, I interviewed um, Leanna Tankersley. Um, talking about single moms and what life is like as a single mom. Um, really for me as a married mom to have a more empathy for the life situation that a single mom is in. And honestly, uh, it has changed so much of my perspective, not only um, for single moms, but and, and we used that term single mom <clears throat> doesn't necessarily mean an unmarried mom because a single mom can also feel like a single mom if she has a spouse that has a different work schedule or um, maybe is deployed for long periods of time. Or uh, so there's that sort of where you are trying to parent your children often by yourself. Um, and honestly, the mental load that a single mom carries, uh, Leanna did such a beautiful job of describing it in such a way that it just made me go, oh, I didn't even realize. Um, and it made me appreciate my husband in the midst of that, too. Like, oh, I didn't realize just how much I spend um, time with him and talking to him, you know, at the end of my day. I get to kind of debrief with my husband a little bit. And it made me realize that that single mom doesn't always have someone to do that with. Um, and so being more of a listening ear 
you know, for a single mom. And also those things, like if you have a spouse, whether you have a spouse that does this or a friend that does this, that like just drops by, hey, I was thinking about you and I brought you your favorite coffee. Um, it's made me look for opportunities to do that more to single moms so that they don't necessarily feel like a project. They feel like a person that is recognized. Mm -hmm. So um, she had so many good little nuggets of things in there that really shifted my perspective more on um, single moms. Um, my other favorite one, I interviewed a therapist who just happens to be my sister-in-law. Um, and she gave us um, four simple things to improve our mental health. And um, not only was it just such an honor to interview her, but she gave some beautiful and simple things that we can do that I think sometimes we overlook. And um, especially as we're heading into what I call the sad winter months. Winter is not my favorite holiday. <laughs> I think some of the tips that she gave are such um, important things to keep in mind because there's so many things that can impact our mental health. And if we're doing simple things like getting fresh air and, um, and moving our body, there are things that can have an impact on our mental health um, more than we realize. So that was one of my other favorite episodes. I I think it's interesting that we we all chose different ones out of 24. We just named six that were completely mm -hmm. different. Um, but I also love how each of them are not just for our MOPS audience, that they are for leaders in general. We do some very MOPS specific things, and sometimes we mention um MOP specific resources or ideas. Um, but I love that we talk about um, leadership in general as well in our podcast. I was just going to say that, Jen, and I think it's a good point to reiterate. Like, this isn't just for only if you're a MOPS leader. The episode that you talked to your sister in law about, I felt it was so strong. I asked my kids, like, I just sent them the link and said, just listen to this because as everyone's like getting out of COVID and they're college kids and they're stressed about things and, you know, trying to navigate being adults on their own, I just felt like it was so simple yet profound. Like, we all know we should move our body, we should get fresh air, we should like take in deep breaths, get sleep, all the things. But when somebody else is saying it to your child instead of yourself. I just thought that was such a good episode to share. And then I had another friend who said, hey, I shared the episode that you did with Deborah with my neighbor and she's not a mom yet. She's a working mom or she's a working woman that's not having children yet. And she said, now she loves your podcast. She doesn't, she's not a mom. She is like probably in her late twenties and she loves our podcast. And so like, be willing to share it because I think we do try very hard to give um, really timely advice and wisdom to help you become a better leader, not just a better mops leader. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, it's interesting, too, when we talk to leaders sometimes um, and we mention the podcast, uh, sometimes we get those people that are like, oh, I love your podcast. This was my favorite episode. Um, but sometimes I get leaders that are like, oh, I just don't have time to listen to a podcast. Um, and like you said, Sherry, it's remembering, too, what was life like when we had little ones running around. Um, so. I'm just curious because I think we're all different. We probably all li listen at different times. Sherry, when do you listen to podcasts? So I like to go for a walk almost every day. And I live right now downtown Nashville. So it's very noisy. And so I have to have music or a podcast on. So I will listen to podcasts usually on my walk. And I like to walk for about 45 minutes. And most of ours, not all of them, some go to that hour mark, but most of them are around that time frame that I can get in a really good walk and just, it feels like I'm listening because I know you guys, but also to the guests that we choose. 
um, it's just such good information. And I come back feeling really like rejuvenated as I've moved my body and I do that, or I do it in the late afternoon um, as I'm trying to get dinner ready. That's, mm-hmm. those are my two times that I love to listen to podcasts. Kelly, how about you? I listen to them also while I cook um, or while I'm cleaning. Um, I usually do, I'm doing something else at the same time. I rarely just sit down and listen to a podcast. Um, I do it while I'm doing other things, uh, while I'm driving in the car. Um, So that's one of my favorite times is when I'm driving in the car. To listen to to podcasts. Mm-hmm. I um, <laughs> I love that both of you said you do it while you're cooking. I'm pretty sure I would either miss the podcast or mess up the recipe if I tried to listen to a podcast <laughs> while I cooked. I like listening when I'm getting ready in the morning and doing like my morning routine of like, you know, make the bed, wipe down the bathroom, like all the things that I, I try and do. Um, it makes it feel not so much like chores when I'm doing it. I also listen while I'm folding laundry. Um, so that's another, another time that I love listening. The other thing that I do, I will sometimes go for a walk and listen while I'm waiting for kids, um, at their activities, but also sometimes I just like sitting in the car (laughs) just to sit in the peace and quiet, but somehow a podcast does not feel like noise to me when I'm just sitting like that. It feels um, a lot of times like a friend talking to me. Um, and and not only our podcast, but I know that we each have other podcasts that we love to listen to. Um, one of mine, uh, Sherry, is John Acuff. I just, I come away from listening to his podcasts feeling like I can conquer the world and could do anything. Um, and that even the small things that I do are, are adding up to big things. Um, he just has his, all it takes is a goal podcast is just, um, he does a great job of breaking down how we can accomplish our goals. And so I love that podcast. Do you, do you guys have other podcasts that you love to listen to? I do. I really like um, That Sounds Fun, Annie F. Downs. Um, some of hers are just really light. Some of them are really thought-provoking. Um, I love Lisa Harper's Back Porch Theology. That makes you think a bit. Yeah. Um, and then I just found a new one that's very cerebral. <laughs> it really makes you think, I can't listen to this one while I cook. Um, and it is called Unbelievable. It's by it's with Justin Brierley. And the way that they describe it is a place where believers and non-believers can have civil discussions about what they believe and why. Wow. I've only listened to a few episodes of it. Um, they do some Q and A, um, but it's 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 deep, but it's really thought provoking. And so I've just really I've become a fan. Well, and just knowing that we are um oh I'm going to take a big sigh, as I say, getting ready to head into election season again here in the U.S. I think being able to have civil conversations with our neighbors is so valuable and so important. That's a good one. I Again, I'll link to all of these in our show notes. We're going to have a lot of links in the show notes for this episode. <laughs> I'm just going to say. Sherry, how about you? Do you have other podcasts that li- you listen to? Because if you go for a walk every day and we only do two a month, I know you've got more podcasts that you listen to. Yes, of course I listen to ours um, because we each take turns hosting. So I don't always you know, I'm not in the episode per se. So I'd love to listen to what you all um, did together or interviewing. I consistently, I I love like you just recommended. So I'm going to write that down. I've not heard of the podcast, Kelly, um, that you were talking about. I like to listen to leadership podcasts. So I do love um, a lot of different, I've always been a big fan of Andy Stanley. I love his leadership podcast. Um, most consistently, I listen to the Open Door Sisterhood podcast and Annie's podcast, mm-hmm. um, just because I think they do a really good job of blending this like practical with also some fun pieces. So I really like that, that it can be lighthearted one minute and then the next minute 
I find myself either crying or really like taking notes, writing it down, like something I want to work on. So I like the mix. And I think those podcasts do that really well. Um, I'm also going to be super excited about our show notes that we're linking lip gloss to cerebral podcast. Like, hello. (laughs) (laughs) That just shows you the breadth of who we are and what we do, because we're all about a good lip gloss. And then what can we learn and grow spiritually and also as a leader? So um, I just think it's a great tool for this time in our world. We have this technology and I have loved, I started listening to podcasts because my kids were like, hey, did you hear this podcast? And it was a way for us to connect after listening to a podcast that they had recommended. So I love them. That's a good one. And I will say too, our... um, Curriculum speakers this year, several of them have podcasts too. Kendra Adachi has The Lazy Genius. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, oh, who else? Uh, Jessica Honiger, uh, who's the CEO of Monday, she has one. Uh, Allie Worthington has a podcast. So there's several of our, our speakers that also have podcasts. And um, when you look at their curriculum uh you'll find in the bonus section a link to their websites and on they have their podcast listed there so if you're new to podcast listening um we just gave you a bunch to try out so i would just encourage you and i will say this um just like we gave you permission to have spaghetti for christmas dinner i give you permission that if you start listening to a podcast episode and you aren't enjoying it. First of all, don't judge the entire podcast by one episode, because it may just be that particular one that you didn't like. Try another episode. You don't have to listen to them in order. You can pick and choose something that sounds good. And if you do start to listen to an episode, um, whether ours or someone else's, and you're just not enjoying it, do not feel like you have to listen for the full length of the episode. You are more than welcome to stop and go and listen to something different. So I want to mention one more because it's super important and I love it. And she's on our team. Andrea Fortenberry has a great podcast and hers is um, the Perfectionist Guide to Mothering. Mm-hmm. So I want to make sure I said that correctly. Um, but I've actually been a guest on Andrea's podcast. So has Stacy Morgan, who's another one of our team members. And Andrea tackles all of this, um, how to not be a perfectionist in mothering. And she has great, really great guests on her show. And that's another one that I consistently um, listen to. Mm-hmm. She's a really good. Host. She's very practical, yes. but also just very inspiring. You walk away going, oh, I'm going to keep thinking about that. And, oh, I'm going to go do that. Yes. My favorite, too, is she asks some great questions. So I have some podcasts that I listen to that the hosts just don't always ask excellent questions. Andrea is excellent at asking questions. And at the end of every episode, she basically does just this. She asks her guests some of their favorites. And so I always come away with a recommendation. I just did an episode with her about holiday hacks as a mom. And so that was a fun one to do with her. So yes, the perfectionist guide to mothering, you definitely want to check that one, that one out. So ladies, this is a lot of fun. We have a lot of favorites. And Mm -hmm. um just like uh, we said at the beginning, we have a lot of best friends, and I'm thankful that we get to do this um, together and learn from each other and then share with our our leader friends as well. So thank you for joining me today, and Happy New Year, end of 2022 and 2020. Oh, this is going to be bad if I can't even get the year right and saying it. <laughs> Happy 2023. I cannot believe that we're getting ready to dive into a new year. And I'm excited to see what podcast episodes we um, show up with this year. Me too. Thank you, Jen. Mm-hmm. Thanks for having us. It's such a joy to do this with you guys. And I would just encourage our leaders 
we'd love to hear from you. Like, what are your favorites? Let us know if there's somebody you want us to bring back or if there's someone you're like, gosh, I wish they would interview this person. I'd like to learn more. We would love to hear from you and really lean into that because uh, this is a wonderful way for all of us to stay connected and to learn and to grow. And we'd like to make sure that we're uh, listening and having great people on our show and that you all want to listen to. So thanks for listening. And thanks, ladies, for um, doing this with me. I love it. Leaders, we hope you enjoyed some of our favorites. We would love to hear yours. You can tag us in socials at Mops Leaders or email us at leaders at mops.org. We hope you have a great rest of 2022. We'll see you next year.